Good morning, friends. Today is the 15th of October, 2020. It's Thursday. Today we commemorate Teresa of Avila. Our readings are Psalm 18, 1 through 20, Jonah 3, 1 through 4, 11, Acts 4, 27 through 44, and the Gospel of Luke chapter 9, verses 18 through 27. We are going to read all of the readings today. That whole having both morning and evening prayer did not work out so well yesterday, as you might have guessed from the fact that you didn't hear from me again. So today we're reading everything together, but we are going to be like kind of super speedy about it um, so that I can get into work. Uh, I would stay here and pray with you all day if I could. I really would, but that's not an option just yet. So... God is spirit, and those who worship must worship in spirit and in truth. Dearly beloved, we have come together in the presence of Almighty God, our Heavenly Creator, to set forth God's praise, to hear God's holy word, and to ask for ourselves and on behalf of others those things that are necessary for our life and our salvation. And so that we may prepare ourselves in heart and mind to worship God, let us kneel in silence and with penitent and obedient hearts confess our sins, that we may obtain forgiveness by God's infinite goodness and mercy. God of all mercy, we confess that we have sinned against you, opposing your will in our lives. We have denied your goodness in each other, in ourselves, and in the world you have created. We repent of the evil that enslaves us, the evil we have done, and the evil done on our behalf. Forgive, restore, and strengthen us through our Savior Jesus Christ, that we may abide in your love and serve only your will. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy on us. Forgive us all our sins through the grace of Jesus Christ. Strengthen us in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep us in eternal life. Amen. O oh God, let our mouth proclaim your praise and your glory all the day long. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. The Holy One is in our midst. O oh come, let us worship. Come, let us sing to God. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before God's presence with thanksgiving and raise to God a shout with psalms. For you are a great God. You are great above all gods. In your hand are the caverns of the earth, and the heights of the hills are yours also. The sea is yours, for you made it, and your hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us bow down and bend the knee, and kneel before God our Maker. For you are our God, and we are the people of your pasture and the sheep of your hand. Oh, that today we would hearken to your voice. The Holy One is in our midst. Oh, come, let us worship. Psalm 18, verses 1 through 20. I love you, O God, my strength. God is my rock, my fortress, and my deliverer. My God, my rock, in whom I take refuge. My shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. I call upon God, who is worthy to be praised, so I shall be saved from my enemies. The cords of death encompassed me. The torrents of perdition assailed me. The cords of Sheol entangled me. The snares of death confronted me. 
In my distress, I called upon God. To my God, I cried for help. From God's temple, God heard my voice, and my cry to God reached God's ears. Then the earth reeled and rocked. The foundations also of the mountains trembled and quaked because God was angry. Smoke went up from God's nostrils and devouring fire from God's mouth. Glowing coals flamed forth from God. God bowed the heavens and came down. Thick darkness was under God's feet. God rode on a cherub and flew. He came swiftly upon the wings of the wind. God made darkness, God's covering around God. God's canopy, thick clouds, dark, dark with water. Out of the brightness before God, there broke through God's clouds hailstones and coals of fire. God also thundered in the heavens, and the Most High uttered their voice. And God sent out God's arrows and scattered them. God flashed forth lightnings and routed them. Then the channels of the sea were seen, and the foundations of the world were laid bare at your rebuke, O God, at the blast of the breath of your nostrils. God reached down from on high. God took me, drew me out of mighty waters, delivered me from my strong enemy and from those who hated me, for they were too mighty for me. They confronted me in the day of my calamity, but God was my support. God brought me out into a broad place. God delivered me because God delighted in me. God rewarded me according to my righteousness. According to the cleanness of my hands, God recompensed me. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. The word of God came to Jonah a second time, saying, Get up, go to Nineveh, that great city, and proclaim to it the message that I tell you. So Jonah set out and went to Nineveh, according to the word of God. Now Nineveh was an exceedingly large city, a three days, a three days walk across. Jonah began to go into the city, going a day's walk, and he cried out, Forty days more, and Nineveh shall be overthrown. And the people of Nineveh believed God. They proclaimed a fast, and everyone, great and small, put on sackcloth. When the news reached the king of Nineveh, he rose from his throne, removed his robe, covered himself with sackcloth, and sat in ashes. Then he had a proclamation made in Nineveh. By the decree of the king and his nobles, no human being or animal, no herd or flock shall taste anything. They shall not feed, nor shall they drink water. Human beings and animals shall be covered with sackcloth, and they shall cry mightily to God. All shall turn from their evil ways and from the violence that is in their hands. Who knows? God may relent and change their mind. God may turn from their fierce anger so that we do not perish. When God saw what they did, how they turned from their evil ways, God changed their mind about the calamity that God had said God would bring upon them, and God did not do it. But this was very displeasing to Jonah, and Jonah became angry. Jonah prayed to God and said, O oh God, is not this what I said while I was still in my own country? That is why I fled to Tarshish at the beginning. For I know that you are a gracious God and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and ready to relent from punishing. And now, O oh God, please take my life from me, for it is better for me to die than to live. 
And God said, is it right for you to be angry? Then Jonah went out of the city and sat down east of the city and made a booth for himself there. He sat under it in the shade, waiting to see what would become of the city. God appointed a bush and made it come up over Jonah to give shade over his head to save him from his discomfort. So Jonah was very happy about the bush. But when dawn came up the next day, God appointed a worm that attacked the bush so that it withered. When the sun rose, God prepared a sultry east wind, and the sun beat down on the head of Jonah so that he was faint and asked that he might die. He said, It is better for me to die than to live. But God said to Jonah, Is it right for you to be angry about the bush? And he said, Oh yes, angry enough to die. Then God said, You were concerned about the bush for which you did not labor and which you did not grow. It came into being in a night and perished in a night. And should I not be concerned about Nineveh, that great city in which there are more than 120,000 persons who do not know their right hand from their left and also many animals? Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. Canticle J, a song of Judith. I will sing a new song to my God, for you are great and glorious, wonderful in strength, invincible. Let the whole creation serve you, for you spoke and all things came into being. You sent your breath and it formed them. No one is able to resist your voice. Mountains and seas are stirred to their depths. Rocks melt like wax at your presence. But to those who fear you, you continue to show mercy. No sacrifice, however fragrant, shall please you. But whoever fears God shall stand in your sight forever. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from Acts, chapter 27, verses 27 through 44. When the fourteenth night had come, as we were drifting across the Sea of Adria, about midnight the sailors suspected that they were nearing land, so they took soundings and found twenty fathoms. A little farther on they took soundings again and found fifteen fathoms. Fearing that we might run on the rocks, they let down four anchors from the stern and prayed for day to come. But when the sailors tried to escape from the ship and had lowered the boat onto the, into the sea on the pretext of putting out anchors from the bow, Paul said to the centurion and the soldiers, Unless these men stay in the ship, you cannot be saved. Then the soldiers cut away the ropes of the boat and set it adrift. Just before daybreak, Paul urged all of them to take some food, saying, Today is the fourteenth day that you have been in suspense and remaining without food, having eaten nothing. Therefore, I urge you to take some food, for it will help you survive, for none of you will lose a hair from your heads. After he had said this, he took bread, and giving thanks to God in the presence of all, he broke it and began to eat. Then all of them were encouraged and took food for themselves. We were in all 220, 276 persons in the ship. After they had satisfied their hunger, they lightened the ship by throwing the wheat into the sea. In the morning they did not recognize the land, but they noticed a bay with a beach on which they planned to run the ship ashore if they could. So they cast off the anchors and left them in the sea. 
At the same time, they loosened the ropes that tied the steering oars, then hoisting the foresail to the wind, they made for the beach. But striking a reef, they ran the ship aground. The bow stuck and remained immovable, but the stern was being broken up by the force of the waves. The soldiers' plan was to kill the prisoners so that none might swim away and escape, but the centurion, wishing to save Paul, kept them from carrying out their plan. He ordered those who could swim to jump overboard first and make for the land, and the rest to follow, some on planks and others on pieces of the ship. And so it was that all were brought safely to land. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. Canticle R, a song of true motherhood. God chose to be our mother in all things, and so made the foundation of their work, most humbly and most pure, in the virgin's womb. God, the perfect wisdom of all, arrayed themselves in this humble place. Christ came in our poor flesh to share our mother's care. Our mothers bear us for pain and for death. Our true mother, Jesus, bears us for joy and endless life. Christ carried us within them in love and travail until the full time of their passion. And, was, and when all was completed and Christ had carried us so for joy, still all this could not satisfy the power of God's re- wonderful love. All that we owe is redeemed and truly loving God. For the love of Christ works in us. Christ is the one whom we love. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. The Holy Gospel of our Savior Jesus Christ, according to Luke. Glory to you, Jesus Christ. Luke chapter 9, verses 18 through 27. Once when Jesus was praying alone, with only the disciples near, Jesus asked them, Who do the crowd say that I am? They answered, John the Baptist, but others Elijah, and still others, that one of the ancient prophets has arisen. He said to them, But who do you say that I am? Peter answered, The Messiah of God. He sternly ordered and commanded them not to tell anyone, saying, The incarnate must undergo great suffering and be rejected by the elders, chief priests, and scribes, and be killed, and on the third day be raised. Then he said to them all, If any want to become my followers, let them deny themselves and take up their cross daily and follow me. For those who want to save their life will lose it, and those who lose their life for my sake will save it. What does it profit them if they gain the whole world, but lose or forfeit themselves? Those who are ashamed of me and of my words, of them, I, the incarnate, will be ashamed when I come in my glory and the glory of the Creator and of the holy angels. But truly I tell you, there are some standing here who will not taste death before they see the dominion of God. The Gospel of Jesus Christ. Praise to you, Jesus Christ. All right, we're going to do a whirlwind discussion of our readings this morning. Hold on tight, folks. So the first thing I want to talk about is Jonah. Jonah the melodramatic, like everything, and he's like, I just want to die. The people didn't get punished. I want to see them punished. (laughs) I'm going to die. I want to die. The bush died. I want to die. And... And I think... As, the, as my commentary says, 
this prayer complaint should actually be really illuminating for us because we can totally complain to God. We can, we can resent the mercy shown others even as we request mercy for ourselves. And God hears and understands. God's not going to judge us. Not, God's not going to come back at us. God is the ultimate safe place for us. And after we expunge all that junk, that stuff that's getting in the way, like we talk about all the time, then we learn from God. And so Jonah here learns that he, this is not about him. This is about God and God's relationship to God's people. And the lesson that repentance and returning to God is always met with acceptance and blessing and restoration. And so I think that that should give us great hope right now, great hope for all of us, that no matter how far we, our country, our culture, our community has gone astray, when we return to God, God heals and restores. There is no... I'm trying to think of how to say this. There's no punishment extracted. There's no having to earn our way back. God just welcomes us back and goes about the great work of healing. And I think that should be very reassuring for us right now, um, both in our secular communities and in our Christian communities. Because let me tell you, friends, a lot of our churches have gotten really far afield and some of us are trying to come back and others are just digging in their heels and I think part of the lesson is this the people of Nineveh they heard the message and they they turned they repented they didn't dig in their heels and those right now that are digging in their heels and resisting God's call it's going to be excruciating for them. And so I think that's part of the lesson here too, that let's return. Um, it's going to be God's way, no matter what. Cooperating with God, co-creating with God, as I like to say. Is definitely the more joyful path. Amen. Our reading from Acts, what I find interesting here is how they were completely adrift. They were drifting on the sea and God was directing them. God was bringing them to this land and yet they have no idea. And I just think that, I think that that is significant for us. There are definitely times in my life that I have felt adrift and I'm just hanging on and I'm starving, metaphorically speaking. Praise God, I've never been actually starving in my life. And yet God is working. I can't see it. I can't see the wind that's blowing the boat. I can't see the direction I'm going. I can't see the land. But God is there. And then this Holy Eucharist that they take place in, the breaking of the bread on the boat, I just, especially at this time, when so many of us are on a Eucharistic fast, necessarily because of COVID, I just think it's beautiful. Um, it reminded me to to sign up for my in-person church this weekend and to request 
gluten-free host because as many of you know, who know me know, my, my son and I are both highly intolerant of gluten and this might be perhaps the first time that we get to partake in the Holy Eucharist since COVID started, COVID-19 rather, and we're doing host only and I'm just really praying for that time that it, it really be the sustenance that God's people need. Lastly, our reading from Luke. What struck me is that Christ is all of these. Christ is all who have come before and all who will come. Christ is the divine in all the prophets. Christ is John the Baptist and Elijah and the ancient prophets and the Messiah of God and the Word made flesh and God incarnate. Christ is all of these things and more, more than we can imagine. And I just want to let that sink in for a minute. Christ is and was and will be forever. Christ didn't come into existence when Jesus of Nazareth was born. Christ became incarnate, but Christ was before that, and Christ is now, and Christ will always be. And so wherever we find the divine, and the divine is in all creation, there also we find Christ, my friends. Let us encounter and draw close to Christ. Amen. Let us affirm our faith together. We believe in God, the nurturer and teacher, from whom is named every family in heaven and on earth. We believe in Jesus Christ, begotten of divine love, who lives in our hearts through faith and fills us with that love. We believe in God, the Holy Spirit. She strengthens us with power from on high. We believe in one God, source of all being, love incarnate, spirit of truth. Amen. Hear our cry, O God, and listen to our prayer. Let us pray. Our Creator in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your dominion come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the sovereignty, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. Will you suffrages set B on page 98 of the Book of Common Prayer? Save your people, God, and bless your inheritance. Govern and uphold them now and always. Day by day we bless you. We praise your name forever. God, keep us from all sin today. Have mercy on us, God, have mercy. God, show us your love and mercy, for we put our trust in you. In you, God, is our hope, and we shall never hope in vain. The Collect for Proper 23. God, we pray that your grace may always proceed and follow us, that we may continually be given to good works through Jesus Christ, our Savior, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. 
Amen. A Collect for Peace O God, the author of peace and lover of concord, to know you as eternal life and to serve you as perfect freedom, defend us, your humble servants, in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in your defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. O God, you have made of one blood all the peoples of the earth and sent your blessed incarnate to preach peace to those who are far off and to those who are near. Grant that people everywhere may seek after you and find you. Bring the nations into your fold. Pour out your spirit upon all flesh and hasten the coming of your kingdom. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Dear God, I pray that we may trust in the movement of God, even when we cannot see it. That we may feel safe pouring out even our contradictions to God and receiving in return freedom from these, freedom from this confusion and the certainty of God's love and acceptance, the strength to repent, both individually and communally, and also communally, and the renewal of relationship with God. May we seek and find the divine in all creation And having found Christ, to walk with Christ, humble co-creators of God's dominion, amen. Almighty God, you have given us grace at this time with one accord to make our common supplication to you. And you have promised through your well-beloved incarnate that when two or three are gathered together in Christ's name, you will be in the midst of them. Fulfill now, O God, our desires and petitions as may be best for us, granting us in this world knowledge of your truth and in the age to come life everlasting. Amen. Let us bless God. Thanks be to God. We live without fear. Our Creator has made us holy, has always protected us, and loves us as a good mother. We go now in peace to follow the good road. And may God's blessing be with us always. Amen.